Ooh. Hey guys, my name's Danny. And uh, hey guys, my name's Danny. <laughs> There's no cover. Hey, hey, hey guys, welcome to episode 38 of the No Cover Podcast. Yay! We did it. 38 episodes, baby. We're over at the house of Danny today. Uh, Seth couldn't make it today, so instead today I'm joined by our sound engineer, Dallas Nixon. Womp womp. Um, yeah, how you doing, Dallas? I'm actually doing pretty good. Today was a pretty good day, actually. How about yourself? Good. I'm really good. Um, so you have some kind of awesome news that yeah. just happened? Yeah, so this uh, this last weekend, uh, if anyone remembers from last week on the podcast, I mentioned that I was uh, performing in a uh, popularity contest of sorts, a, <laughs> a DJ contest uh, out in Iowa City. Uh, we were competing for to earn a slot to perform at... Summer Camp Music Fest- Festival, which is May 21st, 22nd, 23rd, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. And uh, we won, actually. Yeah. So we, we won by a tie. Yeah. But by a tie. And, and like, the guy had, the guy had no idea. Uh, well, not he didn't have no idea what to do, but he was like, shit. Because uh, if you remember, I, it was a, like, traveling tour where, like, not, like, Summer Camp, the, the Summer Camp Festival was, was promoting each of these events that happened on this, on this tour. But it wasn't, like, one artist touring and hitting every, every stop. It was, like, in this city, they're getting a couple locals to compete for a slot. And in this city, they're getting different yeah. locals and blah, 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 so on and so forth. And so uh, um, the guy who was, like, you know, traveling with the event, employee of Summer Camp, he was, like, I, he had to, like, call his boss at, like, 2 a.m., like, after they counted the votes. And he, and he was, like, what the hell do we do? And his boss from summer camp was like, "Fuck it, they both win." So, <laughs> so yeah, that was that was nice. Uh, but it was it was sixty seven votes. Each of us got sixty seven votes. Yeah. Uh, Joey and Blythe, if you're listening to this podcast, if you guys would have came, we would have won with sixty nine votes. Nice. So, <laughs> fuck off, guys. You said you were gonna come. Why weren't you there? Oh, right. <laughs> Joke, uh, joking, of course. Joking, joking. Love you guys. Nice. How, so, how about yourself? How was your weekend, sir? Uh, pretty good. Um, let's see here. So Saturday, um, I did photos for a dance recital uh, for Amy Nichols uh, that was here last week. Nice. Um, it's pretty fun. Got to see some. Got to see some cool acts. Uh, then immediately after that, I was over at uh, Lefties for uh, the Curse of Hale show. Took photos of that. I mean, not Curse of Hale. Telomere. Damn it. Telomere. Yeah. <laughs> Telomere. Uh, like, it's just because 90% of the guys in that band were in Curse of Hale, and that's like how I know them as. Oh, very nice. Anyways, they played really well. That was the first time I ever got to see them live, and it was damn good. And then immediately after that, I was over at the Southeast Polk uh, Winter Formal. Very nice. Yeah, so it was a little, little bit of everything that day. Was, yeah, for it, real. It was kind of weird. I can't believe they let you in that place. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Especially, dude, like, like I walked in there, and at, you know, at, the, at the Telomere show, I obviously had some drinks and some Jameson and everything like that. <laughs> and then like, I, like it was like 7 o'clock, I think, and I had to be there around 8. And I was like drinking a beer, and I was just like, I was like, oh fuck, I gotta, I gotta go be around a bunch of little kids here. In a yeah, minute. so a like I down sh- Yeah, I, I down a shot of Jameson, and then I was like, I go up to like uh, my buddy Ken. I'm like, hey, smell her breath. He's like, whoo. And I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so like, I hope they don't listen to this podcast. Right. So like, I I, I go to um, Southeast Polk. I get there, and right when I walk in, like a cop, you know, is like at the gate and everything, like at the door, like you know. Looking out for drunk yeah. people coming in, yeah. and I'm just like covering my mouth. I'm like, "Hey, I'm the photographer." 
<laughs> he just kind of gives me this funny look, and he's like, he's like "Okay, well, we'll see about that." So he he follows me over to George, like a uh, um, and like he's like he's like, "Hey, is this guy with you?" He's like, "Yeah, he's with us." And I was like, "Okay, thank God." Like I didn't get any further question. He let me roll over the rest of the night. Yeah. Um, I almost fought a kid. I don't think I told I don't think I told anybody this story yet. But like, all right, here we go. Here we go. Um, like I was doing that, and like I saw this kid, like. Like a hundred pounds soaking wet, like he probably like sixteen, maybe something like that. He had his shirt open and he had like big old Jesus chain on it, and he was like doing like mimed Dragon Ball Z like Hadoukens to random girls. Great, like it's like and I, like I fell for the kids. I like, dude, I was the weird kid too in high school, you know. And like part of me wanted to be like, you know, hey man, you know, it, it doesn't get easier, but it gets better. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways. So I'm taking photos and I'm, you know, I'm doing the wide crowd shots and stuff like that. And this kid comes up to me and he's just like uncomfortably close to me, like way uncomfortably close to me. He's like, Hey, uh, is that what kind of camera you got? And I was like, Oh, I don't know. Cause like it was, I was using George's and, um, I was like, it's a Nikon five something. I'm not hundred percent sure what it is. Like, oh, okay, cool. It's like, can I take a picture with it? And I was like, no, no, I'm not comfortable with that. He's like, oh, come on, come on. I'm like, okay. So, like, I'm holding the camera for him. So, he, I'm pretty much just pressing the button. So, he presses the button. He looks at it. He's like, oh, that's really cool. I'm going to get me one of those. I'm like, cool, man, cool. So, like. You're not getting this one. <laughs> so, um, eventually, George calls me up to the front. And he's like, hey, um, I'm gonna, I want you to get a good wide from the front. I'm like, okay, cool, no problem. So, I get there, get ready for the wide. And then that kid comes by. And he's, like, sticking his hand in front of my lens, like, blocking my shot. And I was like. Can I help you? And he's like, oh, I'm just putting my hands up to the music, man. I was like, no. All right, sure, whatever. And so, like, I, I keep taking pictures. And, I, I, you know, I do my rounds. And eventually, like, I go back up to the front. And, like, he has his phone out. And it's, like, recording, like, video mode on me. He's like, hey, I'm recording this. I'm like, cool. What, what do you want? He's like, well, you took my picture without my permission. And I was like, <laughs> fucking A, kid. No. <laughs> and it's like, fucking A, kid. Do you understand? Uh, it's, like, it's like, this is why you're not getting any pussy tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you are, you are in, you, you uh, in, entered into a contract when you entered the, yeah. when you entered the, the prom or whatever right. the fuck it yeah. was. Yeah. It, you it, entered it, into a contract it, to be photographed for right. a it, Promotional use in the future. Boom. There right, it is. Exactly. And it's not just that. It's just like, uh, and like he just kept being like, he's, he's, he's like, well, I don't want you to take my picture. I was like, fine, I won't take your picture. I definitely you know, won't. Yeah. And like the way the system worked was I would take pictures, give the card to George. He'd dump it onto his laptop, which would project it on their screen. So the pictures would come by and everything like that. And so, like, he was like, well, I want you to delete that photo of me. And I was like, well, I can't. It's already on his hard drive. It's like, if you got a problem with it, you have to take it with the DJs. He's like, well, they're playing. I was like, well, no shit. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, kid. Fuck that guy. And I mean, like, part of me wanted to be like, it's like, you know, you're going to be a weird guy and things are going to be hard for you for the next couple of years while you're in high school. But, like, you know, once you get out of high school, you might, you know, calm down. Take some ADD medicine and, and like be a functioning member. And be of a society. functioning member of society. But like as of right now, kid, I'm gonna if you don't get the fuck away from me, I'm gonna headbutt your fucking teeth out. Yeah, do not talk to me. <laughs> do not talk to me. And then uh, yeah, saw a bunch of uh, saw a couple girls. I'm pretty sure were on Molly. And that was right. kind of fun. One girl recognized me from the Subtrotic show. Terrific. She like she comes up to me and she's like, hey, it's like you're at that Subtrotic show at Woolies, right? And I was like. Uh, yeah. She's like, oh, cool. You took a picture of me and my friends. It's like, I really liked it. I was like, oh, cool. And I was like thinking about it. I was just like, she's like 16, 17, maybe. 
Oh, that was weird. In three years, start coming to my shows, please. Right. <laughs> three years. Three years, start coming to my shows. But the other thing I was thinking about, too, was like when I was walking around, like, you know, some of these kids are like 18 or whatever. Yeah. And so I could see, like, like the people that they're going to be at the bars in like three or four years. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like I saw like, like, you know, the, 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 the weird loner kids sitting in the back, you know, watching everybody. It's like, you guys are going to be, be the people that are going to be hanging out the Royal mile all the time. Oh my God. <laughs> and then like, you know, you see like all the, the preppy d- girls, like slutty dancing on all their boyfriends. I'm like, it's like, you're going to be at shags. You're going to be at voodoo. You're going oh <laughs> to be at shock and Betty's. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, so uh, then Sunday I was at the Get Down uh, taking photos from there. I saw you there, too. Yeah, I took my picture, too. I think. Yeah, I got a good picture of you, you and your lady. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, so uh, what do you got going on this weekend? So uh, this weekend uh, w- there is a event in Iowa City that I, I have nothing to do with, but uh, our guest, one of our guests here today will be uh, plugging that event. That is the Tripsy Leary event that's happening uh, Thursday night um, in Iowa City at Gabe's. Uh, there's gonna be a couple of my friends on that too, so it'll be a good time. Um, Friday night, though, here in Des Moines, for our local friends, it'll be another installment of your favorite monthly frequency. Woo! Woo. Uh, yeah, it's almost like I talk about it every month. It's I weird. know it's weird, uh, <laughs> but uh, that that is our monthly that uh, uh, Super Awesome, my team, Super Awesome Productions, puts on at Vaudeville Muse. So that'll be uh, Friday night. Uh, music starts at ten. Doors at uh, like nine thirty. Uh, pretty much just show. Just start trickling into Vaudeville at nine if you yeah. want. We'll we'll be there setting up, and mm-hmm. you can start coming in. But uh, yeah, so this this uh, weekend at Frequency, we have uh, synchronized swimming. So that is Seth Hansen and Jacob Coleman opening up the uh, open up the show at ten, and then uh, after that will be. DJ Ron Gotti, Ronnie Berger. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's all house, uh, all house this, this weekend at Frequency. And then after him will be uh, D-Nuts, Dustin Cleland from the Booty Movement. Nice. Uh, so he'll, yeah, he's cool as hell. So we'll, we'll be hanging out with him. Uh, finally, he doesn't, he's, you know, he's got a family and stuff, so right. he doesn't get out too much no more, so it's nice to see him. And then uh, closing out the night, headlining will be Mustafa Avdik, yeah. our, our buddy Mustafa. He'll be there. Fucking technoing it up, Equilibrium yep. Productions, fucking showing out Iowa techno, all that stuff. I don't actually think he's part of Iowa techno, but anyways. well, he plays techno and he's in Iowa. Yes, but yes, <laughs> but he's not part. Of, I, I don't know if he's actually part of the Iowa techno crew. I mean, I know, I know that, I know that the, all the crew, right, all yeah, the crews yeah. love each other and whatnot. No, yeah. So frequency, as always, uh, we'll be car, uh, charging seven dollars cover, get in twenty one plus at the Vaudeville Muse. Like I said, music starts at ten p.m. coming out Friday night this Friday. Awesome. Yes. How about yourself, Danny? What do you got going on this weekend, sir? Uh, Friday. Friday, I will be over at the Gas Lamp uh, taking photos for uh, Brett Burns, DJ Brett B, and Prion Jaune over there. Uh, in case you decide not to go to Frequency, which you should, <laughs> you can come over there, yes. and, and I will take your photos at the Gas Lamp. Um, then Saturday... Uh, I'm promoting it, but the ticket's already sold out. It's uh, my epic Valentine's, like the aerial gymnastics people over at Cirque. Oh God, over at uh, Cirque Wonderland. Um, they're doing like a uh, Valentine's aerial showcase over there. Very nice. And then immediately after that, I'll be back at Gaslamp for um, uh, Bob Marley tribute show. Very nice. Which actually be kind of fun. A lo- lo- lot of love in the air for that one. 
Yes. And then, and then uh, Sunday, I will be, or hopefully I'll be over at, be able to catch that uh, Vagina Monologues, which we have one of our guests on here today. And then uh, I will be over at Nightingale for the Get Down. Lay Get Down. Lay Get Down. And also, side note, we uh, we announced the Well-Dressed Man reunion show this week. Oh, my God, yeah. Yep, June 6th. 2020 over at Lefty's Live Music, baby. You got a couple months to plan for it. I don't a, want you, you have I, literally four fucking months. I don't want to hear it if you can't go. I don't want to hear it. Oh, I, did, I forgot to ask work off because right. you're a shitty friend. You have four fucking months to get ready. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be um, starting to make the uh, promotional material, especially uh, our promo video uh, here within the next month. So. Who do you think about having on it? Huh? Who do you think about having oh, it's, on it? Oh, it's going to be a little bit of everything. I'm going to have all kinds of people on it. You're so. have some DJs, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I have, I have a good idea. I have a, I have a funny idea for that. Anyways, nice. uh, you guys will see it eventually. All right. Well, let's uh, take a little break and we'll be back with the first guest. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys, and we're back. Uh, my next guest, a good friend of mine. Uh, we've we just only met in passing a couple of times, right? Mm, yep, mostly because of one writer, one actor. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Super cool person. Um, let's yeah. go ahead and introduce yourself, buddy. I am Princess Winters. I am um, an actress, now made director here in Iowa, Des Moines, Iowa. Awesome. Just moved here from California, actually. Oh, cool. All yeah, right. yeah, yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Princess Winters. Hi, 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 hi. All right, so um, Princess. Yes, yes. Uh, you have a show coming up. I do. It is actually Sunday, February 16th, down at the Teehees Comedy Club, which if you guys haven't been, it is amazing. Fantastic place. Oh my gosh, the talent, mm. the, imp- the improv is so great. And we are doing the Vagina Monologues. Fantastic. Yeah. It's actually been going for about 21 years. Um, it helps to raise awareness about domestic abuse mm-hmm. and human trafficking while we get to talk about our vaginas. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> there really is not enough conversation about vaginas. There really isn't. Yeah. <laughs> we're really going to explain that. because right. you know, We're going to talk about tallywhackers and penises right. all the time. But oh. when do you ever get to hear just a regular conversation about a vagina? Right? Huh. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying to think back last time I had a good conversation <laughs> about vaginas. Oh, I, I remember now. It was a couple weeks ago when I was saying that I don't get any of them. Oh, so. <laughs> well, you know what, Danny? I don't know. Maybe I'll help JK, you JK. Anyways. <laughs> That's really cool. Uh, so yeah. let's uh, talk a little bit about your history. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, I... um, like, uh, so you you act and you direct. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, uh, w- when did that start for you? Oh my goodness, so long ago. I've been doing this for about twenty two years. Wow. Yeah, pretty old. You know, even though black don't crack, you can't right. tell. Right. <laughs> yeah, I've been acting for about twenty years. Um, cool. I first started in Texas. Um, I did a lot of stuff for like Bible College, mm-hmm. and then after that, I moved to California, and I did a lot of theater there. Yeah. Um, I was stage managing. I just really loved it. And I got married, and he brought me to Iowa. <laughs> so, <sorry>. yep. <laughs> it's okay. Dude, people are so nice in Iowa. Yeah, so, Iowa nice, man. That's a yeah, thing. Yeah, hell a yeah, thing. it is. It's great. Um, so I just started going crazy here in Iowa. I started doing film yeah. uh, here in Iowa. Um, and now I'm directing for the first time. So that's pretty rad. So this is going to be your first uh, directorial piece? Yes. Awesome. And I'm going to hug every director I've ever had because right. this shit is crazy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so rewarding. It's yeah. so rewarding, yeah. Oh, cool. Cool, yeah. cool. Awesome. So, um, like... Uh, like, let's talk a little bit about the vagina monologues. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, like you said, it's been going on for 21 years. I mean, like, what's right. the history behind the piece? Like, well, I mean, how does it relate to you? I mean. Yeah, well, it kind of started, um, the lady who's a, who created the vagina monologues, also called V-Day, mm-hmm. um, she went around during the 80s, and it was when the AIDS epidemic was really strong, yeah. and she just started asking people about their bodies, 
And what she found out is a lot of women talked about their vaginas. Right. And she got some crazy stories. Mm -hmm. So she composed this list of stories that she received called Vagina Monologues. Mm -hmm. So she started this in effort because a lot of the stories were really sad, you know, talking about you know, rape and things yeah. like that. So she wanted to... Um, you know, do something special for these people. So she decided to raise money um, for people that have been abused, especially women and children, mm -hmm. um, through domestic abuse. So um, 21 years later, it's global. It's in almost every country. And um, it just pretty much just talks about how we can help women who are being battered. Right. Yeah. Cool. That's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. It's yeah. really funny, too. Right. <laughs> I've always heard it's really funny. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. So, I mean, like, like, is it like the same, is it like the same stories in the same script yep, for, for yep. every single one of them? It's for every single one. Um, we're actually not even allowed to alter the stories. Because, oh, interesting. Yeah, it's stories of real women from yeah. all over, from Bosnia, uh -huh. from New York, Texas. Interesting. Yeah, things of like, you know, their very first orgasm right. <laughs> or their very first, you know, rape or something like right. that or their very first time to play with themselves. Mm -hmm. And we act out and tell those stories. Mm. We even have an orgasm on stage. <laughs> Wait, like actual orgasm? I mean, you know, if it if it feels right, huh. <laughs> but, uh, well, <laughs> we kind of depict it <laughs> the different stages of women orgasms. Right. Like I, I've never seen one before, so I wouldn't know what that's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're still young enough. <laughs> it's more time for you, Denny. <laughs> I'm a virgin. All right. Oh. Um, well, that's great. Uh, yeah. that's, that's super cool. Um, so, like, uh, what are the details of the show? Um, well, the details of the show, um, one of my favorite aspects about it is 100% of the proceeds are going to the Iowa Coalition Against Domestic Violence. Fantastic. Yeah, it's really wonderful. They do some great stuff. We have some really sad things going on in this area, human mm -hmm. trafficking and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, trafficking's a crazy problem. Like, that's something I never expected for Iowa to either. have. either, you know? and it's actually one of the highest in the country. Mm -hmm. Boone, Ames, Des right. Moines. Because 8035, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's easy to just pick them up. It's right. really sad. Spooky. Yeah. Yeah. That's spooky. It is. So we're going to have a couple of speakers from Human Trafficking come out and speakers from the Iowa Coalition come and speak. And we'll have raffles and mm -hmm. uh, we have a signature drink called the Coochie Snorcher. <laughs> Say that again? A signature drink is called the Coochie Snorcher. Snorcher? Mm-hmm. Like S-N-O-R-C-H-E-R? That's perfect. That's it. Oh. Yeah. I have good diction. <laughs> it's going to be pretty tasty. It's mostly whiskey based. All right. Well. Yeah. My, two of my favorite things to eat. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> I'm killing it today. It. I'm killing it today. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to raise awareness, but you're also going to have a really good time and learn right. a lot of things about women. And, you know, Absolutely. We, you know, women don't get to joke around about our bodies because it's mm -hmm. supposed to be so sacred. Right. Yeah, but we really dive in there. Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, what time does it start? It starts. Doors open at 5, so you can come in, get some raffle tickets. There's a silent auction. Get kind of drunk because it gets better, right. you know, the more you're drinking. Absolutely. And the show starts at six o'clock cool awesome. yeah oh yeah and what's the cover uh the cover is twelve dollars awesome mm -hmm. oh yeah dude yeah yeah it's not bad at all so do, do it for good cause man <laughs> yeah for sure we only have a little bit of tickets left actually it's been a really good outpouring so if you really want to go uh now is the time to get your tickets great great to hear yeah super yeah awesome thank you so um uh besides the vagina monologues do you like do you have anything else coming up um not really. I mean, I just auditioned last night for a show that I hopefully get yeah. called Atlas of Mud. Seems pretty intense. Hmm. And then of right. that, just you know. Oh, who's putting that on? It is called Tom something or other, something oh. with a W. But it's the um, Theater Midwest. Oh, cool. Theater Midwest Theater is putting Midwest, this yeah. on. Yeah, sorry about that. Theater Midwest. They are very new. They just started in the spring of last year. Awesome. 
Yeah, uh-huh. here in Des Moines. Nice. Yeah, Des Moines actually has so much theater. And right, it's so crazy. So much film. It's right. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I... Uh, I made a post like a couple a couple of days ago, like it's some like satire article about like pe- like you know people complain. It's, it was like like it's like the Onion or whatever, where it's just like I hate this city. Says the woman that's only go to goes to three places uh, like in her entire life kind of mm-hmm. thing, and like. And I, I see that a lot in Des Moines, you know, like people are just like, oh, my God, this town sucks. Oh, my God, it's so boring here. And it's like, no, dude, it's just like you just got to get out there, put like a tiny, tiny bit of effort oh, into sure. it. And you can see all kinds of cool shit. Dude, Des Moines is so cool. There's so much to do. It's ridiculous. Sometimes I don't even know what I'm going to do. Right? There's oh, so yeah. many Sometimes it's overwhelming. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, um, I have a movie that's getting ready to hopefully end in post-production. It's called Domicile, mm-hmm. um, directed by Marissa Vaughn, shot by Def Productions, Bruce James Vale. Oh, Bruce. Love Isn't Bruce, he? Mm, He's the best. He's just He's amazing. Best, yeah, every time I get to work with him, it's yeah, that's, just so That's fun. the guy we should try to get on here sometime, Oh, Valley. yes. Bruce. Mm-hmm. He's good at talking, too. He is. He's good. Mm-hmm. He's really good. He does so, so much work. He is, like... On fast track to being the most famous person ever. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. Ever. Bruce, I love you. You're so great. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, so, uh, like, uh, like, what are, what are some of the highs you hit over the, over the last year? Oh. Like, like, uh, you know, like performance wise. I mean. Oh goodness. Um, I did um, an independent film with Deaf Productions, mm-hmm. Knee High. And we won so many awards. Oh, yeah? yeah, I mean, it, we were, it was crazy. We were just racking them up um, because, again, Deaf Productions, their right. cinematography is on point. Man. Is, it is, and it's just like anything I've ever seen, especially coming from a Midwest town. You would think, right. you know, it's going to be all choppy. Mm-hmm. It is top of the line production. Yeah. They have the best equipment. Mm. So yeah, that was pretty awesome to see the awards come through for oh, that. Awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. yeah, I really liked it. Cool. So I'm ready to do some more stuff with them. Absolutely, man. Mm-hmm. Good to hear. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, um, so you, so you spent some time like uh, like you said in California, some time mm-hmm. in Texas. Yeah. Like um like, like um culture wise, how does it compare to Des Moines? Ooh, um, there's a lot of meth here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I guess you could say meth is kind of part of the culture if you think about it. I mean, I've just never heard of it being so strong and such a problem, unfortunately. But. Uh-huh. You know, I'm, or, you know, it's a Midwest problem, but, but I mean, like, especially in Iowa, yeah. Iowa's got a real mm-hmm. bad math problem. Yeah. But Iowa actually, I feel like I've partied the most here. Right. This is, this is like been my, <laughs> my party town. I love it. There's yeah. like so many interesting bands and mm-hmm. music and right. yeah. And I feel like the passion is here. It's so mm-hmm. small. Absolutely. I mean, you go to California, Texas is so big. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like competing against each other. Right. Here people are just doing it because they love to do it. Absolutely. And you can feel it. 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 Right. I mean, like, it, there's very few mus- musicians or artists I see around here that are just like, I'm going to blow up because of this, you know, I'm going to be right. more famous because of this, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of these people are like doing it just because it's like, this is yes. a creative outlet. Yeah. And that's, you, know? you can feel that. It's so amazing. Like the fact that I'm sitting next to Batman right now. Oh. Right. Uh, <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> yeah. We had, we had a little fangirl moment here uh, a, oh, little, my goodness. a little minutes ago, but yeah. Yeah. I mean that music, you can feel it. You can right. really feel it. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Cool. So, um, so one thing we always ask, uh, our, our, our guests on here, it's like, uh, um, do you have any like crazy nightlife stories you want to share? Oh my goodness! After I plugged the banana monologues, <laughs> oh whatever, dude. Man. Yeah. Oh my gosh, my life's been filled with like crazy stories. Right. Um, actually, just recently, um, last Wednesday, I was just hanging out at the district. Yeah. And um, my phone died right before I could get an Uber, like at two o'clock. Uh-huh. And I was just like, "What the heck am I gonna do?" So I'm just outside of Annie's. 
Yeah. Yeah, Annie's. And I talked to some dude and I was like, hey, you know, I know you don't know me, but do you think you can help me like find a way to charge my phone or like yeah. help me get back to West Des Moines? And he was like, nah, man, you know, my girl, like, or my ex girl, she's like pissed, doesn't want me talking to any chicks or whatever. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So then he like yells out this guy. He goes, hey, Jace. And I just kind of look, and there's this guy with the most long, glorious hair, Jesus beard. I uh, mean, seriously, just like, oh. Yeah. And he was like, what's up? I haven't seen you forever. So they, like, did a talk. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get this guy, Chase. I was like, hey, Chase. And, like, I knew him. And he was like, uh, yeah. I was like, hey, you think you can maybe take me to West Des Moines? And there was, like, traffic coming, so he couldn't really hear me. So he's like, hey, come here. Just come here. We'll talk. So I was like, okay. So he was like, yeah, I'll take you to West Des Moines, but let me stop by my house really fast. I was, okay. like, I was like, okay, I'm like late, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, I won't get into all that. Right. But anyway, so we get to his place and, you know, we're eating some marshmallows. And um, he just tells me that his name is C.J. Steinworth. He's like a, an artist. Okay. This dude, and I have a video, he painted this crazy ass portrait. He just asked me like four questions. And based on the four qu- qu- answers that I had, he painted this picture it was like so dark and spiritual at the same time in like uh-huh. two hours. It, after we were just eating marshmallows constantly and constantly, and it was like freaking huh. crazy dark until like six in the morning. Wow. It was it was fucking crazy and it was like so random. I right. just didn't have a way to get home, to right. get an Uber, and actually I found out the Uber was looking for me and just my phone oh. died. Oh. <laughs> I felt so bad, you know. Uh, he was like, "I'm here," but that happens. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, it was oh, pretty crazy. Pretty cool. I met this really cool artist. He has a, fa- a Facebook page. Oh yeah. He oh he read poetry to me for like two hours. Wow. Like some really deep stuff. Uh-huh. I was like, that's nice for a Wednesday night. Right. That was like a really nice Wednesday night. <laughs> it was. It's, it's like, like man, yeah. it's. Like I wish I could like find a girl that like <laughs> read me poetry and paint a paint a portrait of me. <laughs> no, it was just really cool experience. I mean, nothing like anything like that. But right. like, dude, that that experience of just doing something so right. out of the ordinary. And that's a random fucking Wednesday. Heck yeah, and right? it was literally yeah. Wednesday, and I don't know how I made it to work the next day, but right. <laughs> still alive. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I always call it the party gods smile upon you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or it's kind of like, like, yeah, I have a crazy night, but you still have that energy to, you know, make it through work the next day. Right. Yeah. Right. Or I might have been dead a little bit. What's up, bro? <laughs> what is up, bro? What? Oh, hi, kitty. Hey, so cute. <laughs> Athena. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, like, um, another thing I like to ask, uh, like, especially people that are performers, it's like, like, uh, can you describe if you remember, like, the worst uh, show you've had? Mm. Or worst performance? Let me think about that. That's a good question, actually. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times people don't want to think about that, but like, I mean, to me, like, like the bad stories always stick out more to me than the good ones. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Let's think. Gosh, there's been quite a few shows. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So I was um, the lead for my first lead ever um, down in Burlington, Iowa, and I had to do so many costume changes, and I was okay. on stage mostly the whole entire time. Well, I thought I had got it all. All ready to go, you know, got my dress on over me and everything and wearing some pantyhose. Get out there. I'm just doing my thing and people are laughing. You know, I'm just thinking, oh, it's probably because I'm running around stage like crazy. Right. Uh, no. <laughs> I have this gown that I was wearing tucked into my pantyhose oh. with no panties on. Oh. So it's just like black bare ass <laughs> bending over. Oh, my gosh. I'm serious. I felt like I was going to melt just right there, but I had to just keep going. Right. I mean, when did you realize it? Um... After, Obviously too late. Yeah, but. way too late. Like I sat down, like I had to sit down on this couch, and it just felt weird. Yeah. And I was like, 
oh my fucking goodness, sorry for the language, but like I had to like pull it out just real quickly and like uh-huh. shimmy it down. <laughs> oh my gosh, that audience, they'll never forget that, unfortunately, but yeah, darn. yeah, yeah. it was bad. That um, was pretty bad. I, I, I got a story kind of similar to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was in a high school production of Stand Deliver. Okay. Are you familiar with it or? Mm-mm. Okay. So Stand Deliver, pretty much it's like this like urban high school is all bad and they have like this like, you know, like super teacher come in and tries to change the kids around earth like that. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, a gangster kid. I was like the hard gangster kid. Oh, I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can totally see that, right? <laughs> um, but like near the end, of the, near the end of the, of the play, like like there was like some kind of like like ACT test or something like that they had to take, and then they they all passed because of the super teacher. But everyone thought that they cheated because they're shitty, like you know yeah. hoodlums. So like my character was like kind of the main character and like uh, like the main like hood and everything. So, like, part of the joke it was, like, the teacher was telling us, like, oh, you know, don't wear any baggy clothing. Don't give them any reason to think that you're cheating. So I thought it'd be funny. I took it on my own liberties where it's, like, if I just came out in my fucking boxers. And I was, like, haha, that, like, that's really funny. And I was, like, oh, dude, keep that. Keep that in there. That's really funny. So at the end, like, you know, like, I, I do that. And I'm at my box. I don't have no guard or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I just, like, you know, just drop trout or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. And um, this girl I had a thing for at the time, like she was like side stage, like I was like you know waiting for my cue to come on, yeah. and she's like all rubbing on my chest, like kissing on my neck. I'm like Ooh. stop it, stop it, stop it. She, you know, she's trying to Goodness. trying to get me a, get me a fucking stiffy. Yeah, yeah. And luckily prevented that. I was like okay, stop. And then like I, I walk on uh, on there and I'm sitting on a desk. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually they come in and they're like you know we got the test results. Everybody, uh, can we pass? Everybody's celebrating everything like that. And we had this thing where the, one of the girls like gives me a kiss kind of thing. Okay. So she gives me the kiss and I fall over and my stuff flies out, right out <laughs> in oh, front of, of like the entire school. <laughs> yeah, was yeah. it a cold day? Yeah, that was. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. It was it, that was a very embarrassing moment, and now Ooh. I'm having some trauma just thinking about that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh man, it happens. Right? Yeah, it, it happens. Oh. So, like, if you were in the graduating class of <laughs> 2003, then you probably have seen my dick. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> That's awesome. Right. Anyway, it's enough about my dick. Let's. <laughs> um, uh, one more time, let's uh, run through your plug here. Okay, yep. Come out Sunday, February 16th at 5 o'clock. The Vagina Monologues is all for a great cause. 100% of the proceeds are going to the Outer Coalition Against Domestic Violence. And you'll have some great snacks, drinks, and yeah, you'll hear about vaginas. Oh, yeah. yeah Can't yeah. wait. Can't wait to hear it. Awesome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Mrs. Winters. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you for coming on, bud. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, going to take a little break, and we'll be back to the next guest. All right, guys, and we're back. My next guest, good buddy of mine. We know each other for a while now, right? Yeah, f- pretty long time, like, actually. Years, I think. Yeah, almost, almost, almost 10 years, probably. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, I, I think uh, we met before I moved to New York, right? Yeah, yeah and you yeah. were gone for a few years and yeah, yeah, came yeah. back through, and I think that we kind of tag-teamed back up. You were coming back up for, like, uh, Jade Reed event, uh, yeah. events and stuff over at the Den. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, buddy. Uh, I'm Chris Johansson, uh, part of the DJ community out here. also go by Johansson on Facebook or Mowgli as an artist. Yeah. Um, just kind of stroll around, bull out with some friends and homies, do some DJ things, and support the arts here in town. Oh, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Chris, jo- Chris Johansson. Sorry, I fucked your name up. <laughs> Chris Johansson. There we go. Awesome. 
Thanks for coming on, bud. Yeah, no problem. It's good to be here. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you got a show this weekend. Yeah, it's actually before this weekend a little bit, um, but it's uh, it's actually going to be a pretty packed weekend for Iowa City and Des Moines. Um, so the show's on Thursday. Yeah. It's going to be at Gabe's in Iowa City. Um, it is a pretty pretty packed lineup. We got a couple back-to-backs that are that are going to be pretty cool on another local opener, 40 Hertz. It's going to open the show. He's a, he's a guy in Iowa that does some really cool things. He's, an, he's a newbie on the scene, but he's... Um, doing some pretty pretty cool things with the bass music um, nice. environment that he has. He's interested in doing some production stuff, too. Um, you got Two Piece, which is actually um, a couple good friends of mine. It's uh, Malcolm Moore and Austin Johnson, which uh, they go by Noble Price or Medicine Place and nice. Juice. Um, doing a back-to-back, and they're going to do some pretty like uh, deep, dark, dangerous Debbie stuff. And then uh, you got me and one of my really, really, really great friends, Joey Crystal. He goes uh, by Mixed Mind. Um, we're going to do a back-to-back as well right before for direct support for Tripsy Larry. And if yeah. you guys don't know who Tripsy Larry is, he's 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 an intense artist. He uh, He's from Canada. He's the Canadian alien. He's he's from our, from our from our northern <laughs> northern environmental friends. But he he has a couple really intrinsic styles. One of them is um, like this like lo-fi kind of uh, hip hoppy, um, just kind of weird wonky sound. And the other one's kind of more of a like a like a sub bass uh, intenser style. It's not like it's not too hard, but very deep. And so oh. it should be a pretty cool show for for the kids who like to go out there and and see some things maybe. Yeah, that's at Gabe's. Yep, it's at Gabe's. Oh, cool. Um, Love yeah. Gabe's. Love Gabe's, yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't been there enough, honestly. It's yeah. like a lot of times I'd go out there for Blue Moose, and I, I, I think that Blue Moose, not necessarily dying per se, but maybe dying, Yeah, uh, left a lot of room for, for that venue. Absolutely. It's a good venue. Right. Like, uh, I spent a lot of my youth at Gabe's, whole lot of my youth at Gabe's, like, one of my favorite memories is like seeing like bands like climb on the fucking rafters and shit like that. Yeah, that. oh, it's just so yeah. fucking fun. Yeah, upstairs is fun. Downstairs right. is fun. Uh, kind of, it's kind of cool that like it's it, it kind of reminds me of like almost like the Iowa City like vaudeville. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, that, it's, that, that's that's excellent. That's yeah, it's got a, it's got a really great like vibe. Like anytime like I, I've seen I've seen rap artists there. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen rock bands. I've seen metal bands. Right. I've seen EDM shows, and I've seen them all go pretty successfully. You right, know, absolutely. like for for a pretty good vibey feel. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Cool. All right. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about your history, man. So, uh, so you're a DJ. Like, I mean, like, how long have you been doing that for? Oh man, uh, I, really DJing. In my opinion, I've probably been only doing it for about eight, nine years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a prophet, uh, a pro- prophetic DJ. I've I've wanted to I've wanted to DJ for a long time and kind of played around with the arts of it for for a very long time. Uh, was an MC for a while, just kind of a, a microphone guy, right? Um, doing some intros and and screaming profanities at right. people in clubs unexpectedly. The who fucking tonight? Yeah, yeah. Who, who fucking tonight? <laughs> who fucking tonight? Yeah. Who's got the weed? Uh, you know, like just like shouting out stupid things yeah, for yeah. for people trying to be up and comers. But uh, no, I, I I got really into like uh, glitchy and like different styles of music. Cool. About seven or eight, eight, nine years ago. And I've really kind of tried to separate myself as an artist, mm. um, to what the, what the artists we have in town and like the, the, what I feel like the new artists kind of jump to it's, right. I've always tried to play the weirder, weirder genres of music mm-hmm. that kind of take you by surprise are more underground. I gotcha. We'll good on you, man. We need more of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but always, always been kind of a turntable guy. Um, I played around with most mixers kind of did, uh, I played around with tractor for a while and did, did a couple controller, Works, but uh, really, really digging, getting my roots back, and playing around with Tech Twelves. Uh, yeah. They're a lot of fun. Dope. Oh yeah. Like, I do you play any any instruments besides that, or you know, I kind of dabbled with like bass guitar and drums back in the day, and mm. uh, I've always, I'll always really love drums. They right. they kind of just make me feel good inside. There's something about percussion instruments that mm. just make you feel something. Um, but like, I, I've kind of strayed away from that. I I feel that as uh, I, 
as an artist, my, my art really drives through food nowadays and right. music. Um, yeah. As a DJ, I feel like I get a lot of opportunity to really honor other people's music that I respect um, yeah. in the underground in the underground way. It's like I, I really like finding artists who are nobody's pretty much in the music scene, have mm-hmm. like 500 likes, 1,000 likes on, on, on their platform. And pop and, a money mix kind of thing. Yeah, you. and pop them in a mix, and it's it's and I'll, I'll play them next to the side of artists who, you know, are, are huge and famous. And right. the, the quality of music sounds the same, and it kind of gives people an opportunity to see something that they don't necessarily hear every day. Oh, nice. That's really beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the fun part for me. It's like, right. you know, it's like... I've never, I've never cared about money or, or time or energy with, right. with, with DJing. It's always just been a, a hobby. So it's like, if it's going to be fun for me, I kind of want it to be fun for you. It's not really right. fun for me if the, like, yeah, the crowd I mean, no isn't having fun. fun. Yeah. yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Um, so like, uh, as you mentioned, like, uh, you, you work a lot in the culinary field. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, how long have you been doing that for? Uh, f- 15 years now yeah. or so. Um, yeah, no, I'm 30 years old. So yeah, th- 15 years. Yeah. I, I kind of got my start as a like a little prep chef, biscuit biscuit maker, and mm. uh, chopping some mirepoix back at a restaurant Ames mm. way back in the day, and uh, got the itch, yeah. and then went to culinary school and kind of continued through that. Was was a cook in the military for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't as fun. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody who who asks uh, a military man how the food is, uh, generally they won't have too much to say on the delicacy of it. Um, right. It's pretty pretty. Pretty plain, but yeah. kind of came back uh, to stateside after after a tour and hit it really hard. Um, yeah. De- Des Moines got a crazy crazy culinary scene actually. It really for, does. It's really for, really for how here. small. Yeah, for how small it is, there's a lot of people doing some really really cool things with food. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Can I see your forearms? Yeah, absolutely. No, I was meaning like I want to see your burns. Oh, uh, <laughs> most of them are covered by tattoos. Right, at this I was going to say you're mostly covered by um, tattoos. Yeah, I got I got some 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 interesting ones. I mean, yeah. like you, I mean el- elbows hit, yeah. hitting oven doors. Mm, um, I gotcha. Like like anytime someone says like you know like it's oh I've been cut for so many years it's like let me see your forearms. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, like that's how you can tell. Yeah, quite literally, someone's a cook. <laughs> I have I have a really bad one under under my left forearm right here where yeah. where like I just got zapped. Too many times, and uh, it's they're, they're I'm I'm thankful that they didn't make my tattoos look crappier, right. and I'm always I'm a little <laughs> bit more careful nowadays about how I'm burning myself because right. I don't want, don't want to mess up the art, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, more cuts on my fingers, I guess. I, yeah. Uh, learning how to how to wield Japanese knives, they're very sharp, mm-hmm. um, oh, very yeah. very sharp, and I've cut I've cut my knuckles off, um, even Ooh. with proper knife te- techniques. Yeah. Like you know, you you run the knife on your finger and. Mm-hmm. It, it wants yeah, to yeah, move just a little you, bit. You get that, little, that tiny little slip and yeah, take off the first four or five Ooh. layers of your finger skin. Oh, and, I know. I've, yeah. I've like yeah, that right there. That was from a burn from like yep. last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Restaurants, restaurants will do that to you. It's yeah. uh, you'll, you'll never, you'll never go home if, if you're. I mean, at least in a restaurant where you're where you're working hard, like you'll never go home and be like full energy. It's right. It's sapping. Yeah, it's, you, it, usually it's very taxing. Man. Usually you're in pain somewhere, whether it's your right. feet, hands, back, or somewhere <laughs> bleeding. <laughs> That's, that's, that's very well said. Yeah, very well said. If you're not bleeding, you're probably cool. crying. Uh, I, 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 where are you cooking at now? Um, I'm actually kind of doing some freelance stuff right now. Yep. Um, finding my home. I, I was uh, doing some cool stuff with a company called Catering DSM. They got bought out by St. Kilda's. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're a uh, good friend of mine, Todd Buffington. He's still there, and he's doing some really cool things with them. But just kind of trying to find the right home food-wise right now. Right. I have I have a lot of opportunities with some other markets. Um, mm-hmm. Been kind of... I mean, like, like, what's, like, what would you say is like your strongest cuisine that you can make? Ooh, fusion. I fusion? mean, like, and that's kind of like the easy answer, but the hard right. answer. So it's like, I, I really enjoy like classic French culinary. Mm-hmm. Um, it's That's hard. French it, is fucking it, hard. Yeah, I mean, but it's the basic of everything. It's, yeah. the, it's the mother of most food. I mean, it, other than if you consider, you know, Asian, Asian cuisine, you know, which... Mm-hmm. 
is really where I like to go fusion wise. It's most things like other than, you know, the mother sauces like were created in, you know, uh, northeastern Europe. Mm. Or, or China or Asia. Right. You know, it's like you wouldn't have red sauce and pizza and, mm. and noodles and things without the Asians. So it's right. like I really like kind of taking the idea of, of all of our forefathers and mothers, you know, ideas of food in itself and kind of putting it into one big pot. Right. I grew up around that idea, you know, Seattle is a melting pot of, mm. of culture. It's like you go to one cor- corner and another. And, 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 is that what you're from, in Seattle? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's where I spent most of my, like, childhood, oh, cool. you know, before cool. I was a teenager. Right. Um, uh, I was born in California, but shortly moved after when I was like one or two, have no idea. I, yeah. I, but yeah, and but, other you, than, but you can say it was like I got that Cali cred. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I, was, you know? I was sucking titties in Cali. Well, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. As, as a baby, you know, I was just on my mama's titties like pretty right. hard. Uh, it's that Cali culture, you know. <laughs> Catching waves, sucking titties, catching waves, sucking titties. Yeah, I, get, I you guess you put that on a shirt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it really, really isn't too far off from where I was, from where I was growing up as. I mean, right. like as an adult, you know, still like weeds, still like right. titties, you know. Right. You know, like it's it, it's great. It's like uh, it's it's it must be the genome of Cali. Right. <laughs> I thought I was just a man. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. All right. Um, so what they always ask your guests on here? It's like uh, you have any crazy nightlife stories you want to share? Oh man. Like, I know you got a couple, but yeah, like... Yeah, I mean, like, so, I don't know. I, let me let me think to a, a, you know, a radio show appropriate one. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> it's a podcast. Joe Rogan yeah. talking about d yeah, Well, yeah, so, uh, so cool, cool, fun story. Uh, I, was, I was in a relationship for a long time, and when I got out of that relationship, I was in the rave scene, I was single, uh, and, like, I had, I had kind of taken for granted, you know, that how, how, how often, you know... If you're with somebody that you that you met in the rave scene, they they know what happens in the rave scene. Right. So I met the I met this girl. She was really cool. She's really fun. She liked mm. going out to drink and right. and and being in the nightlife. And so I brought her to an event, and uh, she walks in and, and and you know I'm introducing her to like five or six people. And one of my friends is on a couch doing DMT. Uh, <laughs> another one of my friends is like. Uh, doing some cocaine on a, on a chair, you know. My other buddy like introduces her within three minutes of knowing her. Asks if he wants if she if she wants any acid, you know. Yeah. It's like wow. We, yeah, no, it was. It's just kind of like it, it. It was. It was one of those events that was kind of curated to right. just hang out. Like right. so, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was like like I wouldn't say that most of the time drugs and music are are tied hand in hand completely, but. For some events, like, a little correlation. Yeah, yeah, it was a little correlation mm-hmm. of like, hey, let's let's all do our choice kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, we'll have some DJs there, and I was one of the DJs for the night. Um, uh, not to say that I don't really enjoy drugs myself. No, but yeah. Uh, but yeah no, so, no, no and, judgments. And, and I was I was pretty I was pretty down between all of them to like say hi, say hey, and right. she ended up uh, leaving me and like posting something on social media about how it was one of the worst dates of her life. Um, because <laughs> she was so uncomfortable by not only the music, it was too aggressive for her, and then like. Uh, just, just the plethora. She had never seen anybody. She thought that everybody was like a hard drug addict, right? You know, because of what they were choosing to mm-hmm. do, uh, hallucinogenic wise, and and it it was just a very awkward, pretty interesting night. Um, right. For me, it ended up being kind of one of those nights where I kind of got caught up in a few things myself. Right. Um. But so started bad, turned out good. But yeah, it just 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 some craziness. Like I I, huh. I feel like a lot of the stories that happened in the rave scene had like happened from just you know one person you know taking it too far. I, I right. The the funniest moderation one, man yeah I mean, yeah it's like co- Cosmic Kingdom last year there's there's a guy who just went a little bit too far oh, ate like an entire like ten yeah strip. It, we we all saw the we all saw the, the the Twitter posts and stuff but the the funny part about that the kind of backstory I was I was working as a one of the one of the venue um, operatives I guess I was setting up the VIP back uh, the VIP um, after parties I was setting up right. little CDJs and stuff for them and 
over the radio. I had my I had an earbud in. I was listening to it while I was setting it up, and uh, security calls over, and it's like, hey, we need security at the security lodge. So the the kid he he got checked out of the festival in an ambulance, mm-hmm. showed up to the hospital, willingly checked himself out of the hospital on his own accord, got an Uber back to the festival, snuck back into the security area, and was trying to convince all the security guards to call the police because they would they would like that he would convince the police to give him his fanny pack full of drugs back that they had uh-huh. confiscated from him. <laughs> Um, and so balls, Balls. that's probably, yeah. Not only does this kid just have the most giant cojones that I've ever, ever heard of any, any kid having, but, um, he, he, he truly, truly thought that he would convince a police officer not only to not arrest him, but Uh give him his His, thousands of dollars of drugs drugs back. Yeah. So yeah, crazy, crazy stories. Yeah, Uh, that's pretty crazy. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. There's been, there's been a lot of them. I mean, a lot of them are very personal between. That's all right. That's right. I I, I mean, those two are, that's, that's plenty good. Yeah. Well, Um, it happens. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Something I always like to ask performance on here. It's like, uh, can you describe you like your worst show you ever had? Um, yeah. Uh, so I was, I was just getting into the, the world of having my own equipment and, and DJing and I, I was kind of getting out of, out of the world of. Um, of using Tech 12s and uh, going into a controller, and uh, I, I forgot my I forgot my everything pretty much. <laughs> I, I brought my laptop, but I didn't have a I didn't have a laptop charger, so my laptop turned on, but did, it had like five percent right. charge. I brought my I brought my board, but I didn't bring the power plug in for the oh. board. Um, so it's like uh, I I like had to like switch slots last minute. Ran home, got my laptop charger. Thought that I had thought that I had power to the board, didn't. Had to go back home get the, get my board power, and I was like twenty <laughs> minutes away from home. Ended up pushing like the ended up pushing like all of my event stuff uh, back to the very last slot that I could possibly play uh-huh. um, while running around trying to get all my stuff. Uh, get so I, I get set up I get set up to finish my actually play my DJ set, and I have my computer on a mm. laptop stand and on top of my on top of my DJ gear. And uh, I go to I go to like grab my computer and I knock it off the back of the laptop stand, which completely crashes my hard drive. Oh! Um, so after running back and forth four or five times to go and get everything that I absolutely needed, being being kind of a piece of shit to the promoter, like right. working with him, trying to make up for exactly what I could, being yeah. a beginner DJ, right? You know, coaxing my way from a beginning slot to the last slot of the right. night, which is technically a better slot at the time. Mm. Trying to show my worth, and then like at the last minute, completely, completely Just screw it. it all up, <laughs> um, and ended up uh, the only option I had was ended up uh, trying to trying to play music off of YouTube on Oof. on my phone through an auxiliary Oof. cord. Um, yeah, it wasn't a very good night. It was rather embarrassing. Right. Uh, I've I've taken I took it very personally, and I've made sure that from that point on, I was I was very it, it served its purpose. Right. But it Absolutely. Was, it was, a very like, it was learn, le- time. Yeah, learning experience, man. I mean, like, yeah. like, like I think every. Every musician, every performance, like had something like that happen to him. You yeah, know? I mean, like there. I mean, there was one time where I, I in, a, in, a, in I was in a duo, and uh, I definitely I, I was roofied. Uh, before, I, at like now and like. I'm pretty sure I was. I'm pretty sure I didn't yeah. do it to myself. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, uh, like you know, it's one of the situations where it's like I, I don't really know. I had to hit the whiskey bottle pretty hard before the event, but right. I, I don't think I blacked out. You know, right, I right, right. Out. I think mm-hmm. that you know I was. I was pretty toasted from what right. people were saying, and like there was, but like I was in a duo, thankfully. So he just played the event solo. Right. But like, yeah, no, I Wait, like were you just like hanging out like behind him, being like, Woo! Uh, I, I, I actually wasn't standing at all. Oh. I was, I was sitting, I was sitting in, on the ground against a uh, speaker monitor behind him in the booth, Oof. Uh, like with like three bottles of water next to me, trying to sip water and not puke. Wow. It was, it was a very that's brutal. 
yeah, it was a brutal time. It was one of the two times I've been uh, been drugged in a bar in mm. my life. And the other story, I don't. That that one that one cannot be on a podcast. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. We're, we're good. We're good on that. We're good on that. All right, uh, one more time, Chris. Let's go do a plug for your show here. So yeah, the event's going to be on Thursday. It's brought to you by uh, Starterbox Productions and Subsurface, which is going to be Starterbox is Austin Blythe. Uh, Subsurface is Malcolm Moore and uh, Brennan Palmer. There are a couple of the homies in the music scene doing some really cool things. It's going to be at 9 o'clock at Gabe's downstairs. Again, it's 40 hertz, then two-piece, followed by me and Hive Mind. Uh, Mixed Mind, excuse me, that's his old name. And then uh, and then our Canadian alien friend, Tripsy Leary, he's going to he's gonna give us a treat and bless us a little bit. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah, man. All right, well, that was really good, man. All right, yeah, Chris Johansson, thank you for coming hey, on, thank man. thank you, Danny, yeah. for having me on here. It's been a pleasure. All right, guys, that was episode 38 of No Cover Podcast. Yeah. Big thank you to Princess Widows for coming on. Make sure you go check out the Vagina Monologues on Sunday. And also make sure you go check out Chris Johansson on Thursday up at Gaze in Iowa City. Uh, I personally will be over at the Gas Slamp on Friday and Saturday. Make sure you also check out Frequency over at the Vaudeville News on Friday. And yeah, uh, go out there make some memories this weekend, man. Love's in the air. It's Valentine's Day. Go have fun. Vaginas. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. There's no...